The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to Telemarketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into one of the most underutilized and misunderstood channels of marketing, telemarketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to make the most out of your business phone as a marketing channel. Joining us again today is Mark Sullivan, who is a full-stack SaaS marketer leading the multi-channel customer acquisition team at CallRail, a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. CallRail provides intuitive software that enables marketers to understand what makes their phone ring through call attribution, routing, and conversion rate optimization services. So far this week, we've talked about some of the misconceptions about telemarketing, and today we're going to discuss how to drive inbound telemarketing traffic. Here's the second installment of Telemarketing Week with Mark Sullivan from CallRail. Mark, welcome back to Telemarketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. It's fantastic to be here. Great to have you again. Yesterday, we talked about some of the misconceptions about telemarketing, and we drew a distinction between inbound telemarketing and outbound telemarketing. One is the outbound being the smile and dial, calling people that you don't know, and that's kind of fraught with spam, and it's an irritating customer experience, and not necessarily something that either of us promote. On the flip side, there's the notion of inbound telemarketing where your customers are giving you their phone numbers and asking you to call them so they can get more information about your product. Let's talk about, I don't know if it's customer acquisition or phone number acquisition, but what are some of the ways that marketers can think about getting phone numbers from their leads when they are asking to be called? Give us some of the strategies there. So I think it's really contextual according to where people are when they're interacting with your company. This may sound a little silly, but if you're at a trade show talking to a prospective customer, you're not going to ask them to just fill out a form instead of talking to you, right? You're just going to talk to them right there. And I think that it's important to understand that a lot of the campaigns we launch as marketers and a lot of businesses that are trying to get the phone to ring, they often forget that much of their traffic is coming from a mobile phone, which is one click away from an interaction directly with your sales team. So I think context is important here, campaign's important. And the last thing I'll say that is that vertical is important to consider. If you're targeting an older demographic, so senior citizens, aging baby boomers, whether it's hearing aids or senior care, assisted living, you want to heavily rely on the phone as a channel because that population is not as digitally savvy in terms of self-serving 
the information they need to get for certain purchases and evaluations of products and services. So I'd say those three things are really important. The context, your business, what you're selling, and then who you're selling to. And I think if you can answer those questions and really dive into that, you can figure out where to sort of put the call to action of call us and get those leads ringing your phone. And you can figure out where they're coming from if you're using some tracking capabilities like we offer. A couple interesting things that you mentioned. First, understanding the demographics of the person you're trying to reach, mostly if it's an older demographic, maybe your primary call to action is call us or do you want us to call you, right? Using the telephone as your engagement strategy is a lot easier. I can tell you that for certain, my parents' landline is ringing off the hook and I don't even have one. So clearly the older demographic is a little bit more phone centric. You also mentioned that when you're putting your targeting together, if you're reaching someone on a mobile phone, that that might be the appropriate time to ask for them to place a call as opposed to fill out a form. What are some of the marketing channels where you can put those call to actions? And have you seen specific types of advertising being more useful for collecting a phone number or just going right through to the call? So a lot of the ad platforms, Google, Facebook, Bing, even Yelp, they have call campaigns you can set up and optimize for inbound phone calls, whether from the ad itself or from collecting a phone number. But you can also drive people to your website and you can either have them fill out a form and get a phone number on that form. And then also you can have them call right then and there. And I think to your point earlier about average sale price being higher, those are high consideration purchases. And often a human interaction is highly correlated with an eventual sale. So making sure that if you're in a business with an average sale price, it's a bit higher or even lower, but it's a high consideration purchase. Maybe it's choosing a new dentist and you're just signing up for a teeth cleaning at the beginning. Having that human interaction is going to be highly correlated with appointments booked and revenue coming in. So it's important to understand exactly how this fits into your business and figuring out how to optimize your website and your campaigns on the ad platforms to match that. So essentially, if you're advertising your phone number, you can build in a click-to-call feature on Google, Facebook, Yelp, you mentioned as other ones. And this is basically a way for people to go around your website and then just place a call. If you're doing that, the thing that occurs to me is that you're missing out on pixeling the customer so you don't have the ability to remarket digitally. Is there a workaround there? If somebody's calling you, can you understand where they came from and what's the analytics if somebody's using those click-to-call services? That's a good question. If they're coming directly from the ad platform, so Facebook's call now button or AdWords, especially the local location extensions where you can sort of call extension being dialed directly from an ad, there is no pixeling going on there outside of that ad platform's ecosystem. However, Google does allow you to create audiences based on that. So you can, within Google's ecosystem, for example, you can create audiences to retarget from those campaigns because they are pixeling them. And then the same thing on Facebook. But really, if you're using an in-house analytics tool on your website, you're going to want to get people to your website so you can cookie them. And then you can use that data to retarget. But you do have some options if you go directly on the app platform itself. But you're less limited if you drive into a website that you own and you own the tracking on so that you can retarget them and, and even create lookalike audiences. Is there a way when somebody is clicking on a click to call button for you to drive that click to your website and then basically place the call from the site or is it all held done locally on the phone? 
So we've actually talked about that from a product perspective and it's kind of clunky. And you'll see this happen occasionally where you click on something, it takes you to a website that sort of redirects you to another website. And then it's a blank URL that's opened before a dialer is opened, for example. It ends up creating a really jarring user experience. So we've shied away from that, creating that sort of flow. Okay. So there's a couple different ways where you can capture not only the call while somebody is interested in reaching you using the advertising platforms, but then you can actually remarket to them. You just have to remarket to them using the same platform. You basically don't own the pixel that was fired. When you're driving some traffic to your website, when somebody isn't using the click to call feature in your advertising, what are some of the best practices for phone number capturing? I think that having forms that have fields for phone numbers are really important. A lot of businesses will focus primarily on getting an email address and a name, especially e-commerce. But there's a lot of value in having a phone number field, even if you don't make it required on your forms. That can be critical when you have someone perhaps in an e-commerce situation where they're looking at a high-priced item and you're just asking for an email address and a name to create an account and perhaps a shopping cart. But if you actually get the phone number as well, you can go back to your abandoned carts or your metrics on what products people have visited. And then you can actually implement what I call an opt-in outbound campaign because someone gave you their phone number. You can outbound call them and sort of understand what's going on and answer any questions about the product they're looking at, especially for higher ticket e-commerce items. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of nuance and we'll get into this in more detail in our next episode. But to me, when someone is giving you their phone number and you are then calling them back, that is a dramatically different experience than you placing an outbound call where somebody doesn't know who you are or what you're trying to sell them, right? Like it is an outbound campaign because you are sending the call outbound, but somebody has gone onto your website and given you permission and their contact information to reach out. I think that just to go back into the differentiation between the spam written outbound campaigns and inbound, it's okay when somebody gives you their phone number to call them back. It's not okay to randomly reach out to somebody and disrupt their day, in my opinion. Right. And I think if we take more of an email approach to this and email best practices, getting an email address opt-in allows you to email them without running afoul of spam regulations. And I think if we take the same approach to phone numbers, and think about it more in terms of how we thought about email, there's quite a bit of opportunity there. Okay. Any other best practices? You know, do you put the little asterisk next to the phone column? Should you make that a mandatory field on your forms? Any other things in terms of collecting phone numbers that our audience should know? Sometimes I've seen pretty effective practice of putting some help text, either hover text or help text next to the phone number field. Depending on whether you make it required or not, that's up to you. But putting some help text along the lines of, we'll only call you if you request something or we don't sell your information. Because I think getting back to some of the things we talked about yesterday, I think people are concerned about giving their phone numbers because they don't want these unwanted calls that all of us are getting because they don't understand how their data gets passed around to these different companies. And making sure that you're explicit in a little bit more succinct way than your privacy policy on your website might be to basically say, we never sell your data. That's a pretty effective help text. I'll tell you about an experience I like and an experience I don't. The experience that I like is somebody asked me for my phone number and then says, we're going to call you. What is the time that is appropriate for us to call, whether they send you to an auto scheduler or whether they're just asking you for a time frame? Like you're giving us your phone number for a reason. When is the appropriate time for us to reach out to you? Thumbs up. 
thumbs down is enter your name, your email address, and mandatory you have to give us your phone number so you could submit the form. I don't want to give my phone number to everybody. Sometimes I just want you to reach out an email and I'd rather have someone in sales reach out to me and I will schedule with them specifically. So that's just my personal preference. If you have the technology to be able to take in somebody's preferences in terms of how they'd like to be contacted, I think that's the appropriate time to make it mandatory to accept their phone number as well. That's an important point you make, sort of catering to people's preferences. You're not going to be able to serve every single preference with any particular form, but the more required fields you have on any given form, the less signal to noise ratio in terms of the accurate data to the bad data. If someone does not want to give you the phone number, but they really want to fill out this form for some reason, maybe they want the piece of content behind it, a phone number that is not theirs will get entered whether your phone number validation picks it up or not. Yeah, that's the old 555-5555 number. Right. And I think if you have a form builder that actually does any validation on fields, I think 555 is not invalidated, but you can pick any phone number and put it in most of the time that is a real area code. Ex-girlfriends beware. You're getting lots of marketing content. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing I think it's important to remember is that the value of voice to get answers quickly is being proven by this new breed of devices, these voice bots. There's a reason that these companies are investing so heavily in voice interfaces. And it's because people can self-serve quickly, they can get information. So in the buying process, that becomes critical to open that up. Not every company can have like a full-on voice app built into these devices or people's phones. But what you can have is you can have a way to talk to people that can give answers really quickly. Absolutely. You know, I think the context is really important here. And it goes back to the comment I made about a good experience and a bad experience. Whether you drive someone directly to place a phone call or whether you make that an option for them to communicate with your brand really depends on what the product you're trying to selling. You know, if somebody is expecting to hear from someone in sales, if you're selling an enterprise level B2B SaaS tool for tens of thousands of dollars, they're not just going to fill a form and make the purchase over your website. They're expecting you to contact them, set up a meeting and negotiate. If you're in customer service for an airline and you're giving your phone number out, that's a different story. So the context is always going to be important. And I think that goes into the decision of how you're advertising and making the decision whether you should drive somebody right to a phone call or whether you should send them to your website, try to accept the phone call in a field and whether you should make it mandatory or not. Lots to consider, and we're going to continue the conversation about telemarketing when we talk about how to optimize some of your inbound campaigns tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Mark Sullivan from CallRail for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Mark's tips for building an effective telemarketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how to analyze the value of your inbound telemarketing strategies. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Mark, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Send him a tweet at Bark Sullivan, B-A-R-K-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, or you can visit his company's website at callrail.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you can submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Telemarketing Week, we've got great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.